Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. My name is Haley and I'm so glad you're here. Today I got to talk with Taylor Green. She is an amazing dancer. She is a graphic designer, marketing expert, photographer. Um, she does everything. She does all styles and she's been doing a lot of really cool DIY stuff during this time at home, um, during the pandemic. And we worked on a really fun craft where we added baking soda to paint and painted some jars, like upcycled them. Um, so obviously you can't see the craft in the podcast. Uh, so definitely go check out the video version on YouTube. I'm still trying to get to a thousand subscribers over on Essentially Haley, so definitely check that out. Um, and also, I just wanted to give a big shout out to this month's Patreon supporters, our patrons, Sophie and Karen. You guys are so, so awesome. Thank you for being here. Um, the Patreon just went live recently, and there's some really awesome perks, including this Sunday for the Dancers Doing Stuff Club members, uh, there is a Sunday stretch class at 9 a.m. Um, there's two of those a month, and they're recorded, so if you can't make it live, you can always watch if you are a patron. Um, and we also have a dance party coming up next week just for fun. You know, I say this all the time, but I think it's so important that we exercise our creativity in a way that is just for fun without trying to be perfect or without trying to create something to show to everyone. So that's why I have these dance parties. Um, there's a lot of other really fun things that you get with the Patreon. So if you would like to support this show and support me, it would mean so, so much. And I noticed that a lot of people who listen to this show aren't actually subscribed on iTunes or Spotify. So definitely hit that subscribe button. Um, it would make a big difference in my life. And um, if you want to check out the Patreon, the last thing I'll say about it today is that once we hit 100 patrons, I'm going to start the Dancer's Dream Grant Program, which means I will be giving $1 per patron. Um, so once we hit 100 patrons, that'll be $100 to a dancer every month who has a creative project that needs help funding. So whether that is a concept video or renting space even because you've been stuck in your apartment or costumes, or you're doing a big show and, and you want to be able to pay your dancers or buy them some really good snacks or just something that I can give back to this amazing community um, that has been a part of my life forever. So definitely check those things out. All of that information is in the show notes. And final, final thing, I know I keep teasing you. During the episode when I talked about Taylor's bio and I mentioned her side job that she does. Um, it's not really a side job. It's like a, it's a job that she really loves, which is awesome. Um, but I called it Jane Doe, which is just clearly not it. It's Jane Do. So just a heads up that I said that wrong. But with all of that, this is a super long intro. Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am so glad that we are here on a special Sunday episode. This is going to be a really great episode because I'm talking with Taylor and she is an amazing dancer, an actress, a photographer. She works at a fitness studio. She does marketing. Like she really does it all. Plus she's like really doing some cute like home DIY things during this quarantine and that's literally all I've been looking at. I haven't really done too many, but today I watched a man build a closet from scratch in his home for 
an hour. And I don't even have the ability to build a closet here, but I still spent the time to watch it. So that is something that I'm very passionate about. So I'm excited to talk to her about dance and we're gonna be doing a really fun craft where I try and turn this uh, cookie jar of delicious cookies that are unfortunately empty into something cute that we can use in the home. So before I bring her on, I just wanna read her bio and of course hype her up and show a dance video because that is my favorite thing to do and her reel is so good. She does street jazz, heels, hip hop, theater, like she does everything. So you're in for a treat. But let me let me practice my reading skills. As always, you guys know that it's, it's it's something we're working on reading. So, Taylor is a dancer, actor, and photographer living in Jersey City. When she's not dancing, she works as a marketing director and content creator for Jane Doe, which is a female boutique fitness brand. She's a graduate of Temple University with a BFA in dance and a BA in advertising, and is happy to report that she's doing both still to this day. She's signed with CESD for dance and commercial print and loves being both in front of the lens and behind it. So let's get this video. It is so good. I love it. Are you ready? Here we go. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's here from our sponsor. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So good. Like, seriously, she does it all. So, let's Bring her in. Let's get a big round of applause. Ready for this? Yay! (laughs) I know. That is amazing. (laughs) It's like we haven't heard applause in so long that when you hear it, it's like, what is that sound? (laughs) Beating my soul. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here. And look at your cute setup. Like literally your home is so cute. I'm obsessed. Thank you. This is my little upstairs nook. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's get right into the craft. So I am using the wrong thing. What you're supposed to use is what you have, like a glass jar. And we've seen this like trend going around where you add baking soda to paint and then you like mix <clears throat> it up mm-hmm. and then you paint it on some ugly stuff and it's supposed to make it cute for your home. So we're going to attempt right. to do it. It seems like there's no rhyme or reason to how much baking soda you put in the paint. Yeah, I think like the more baking soda, the more like chalky it is. I think it just depends on how chalky you want it to be. Yeah, I'm excited because I was telling you earlier, I love these cookies, the little pirouettes, I guess they're called. Yeah. Uh They're so delicious, but I save all the tins because they seem too like too sturdy to just throw in the trash it feels wrong it feels like i'm throwing away like i love a a good jar yeah exactly we're very sustainable here so (laughs) i'm gonna be using some white paint and i'm gonna add some gold to it to like maybe make like a beigey color i don't really know yeah i think i'm gonna try the same thing i got white hair and some brown okay that's probably gonna work better because mine's a metallic (laughs) gold and i don't think that's gonna be that's gonna be no moved. that might be really cool we'll see it's like really cool. it's an adventure i feel like i always some crafts are a hit on this show and then some are like a huge fail lately <laughs> it's been more fail <laughs> than hit but you know it's like it's it's a, all about like just playing and being creative and not trying to be perfect all the time which is something that i, I, I feel love that. we have a lot of pressure to do and i hate i love that yeah, I hate so it. I, I I wish I could get into this like flow state more often. 
right? Which is like, like it's so fun that to just create a state do where you something. don't care. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. How's yours looking? Mine already looks bad. Coming like <laughs> it's looking like a beige color. I think I I'm need doing way it in more a mug. <laughs> I'm doing it in this fab fit fun nice bowl that I got in the mail like a few months ago. I am obsessed with fab fab fit fun. Okay, I'm getting more of like a milky consistency here. Amazing. Well, while it. we paint this, I would love to hear a little bit about your journey with dance, where you grew up, how you started dancing. What is that whole that whole journey like? Okay. Start from well, the beginning. What day were oh you born? Goodness. What hospital uh, were you born in? September 11th, which is not a great day. Uh, Yikes. I know. What year? I'm a Virgo. Uh, 1991. I was 10 oh when my it gosh. happened. Same, same year. Oh, wow. That is a yeah. rough, that is a rough birthday to have. It's not a, it's not a fun birthday. And I remember <laughs> growing up, I used to have patriotic themed birthday parties, which was really cute. Um, you know, or this, I felt bad. So like, I was like trying to be happy on the day that everybody was so sad. So, um, yeah, but you know, I, as time goes on, it gets a little, a little easier. Um, we're still a little bit sentimental, you know. But anyway, I was born September 11th. I grew up in Butler, Pennsylvania, which is a small town north of Pittsburgh. Um, I always tell people just Pittsburgh because nobody knows where Butler is. <laughs> and um, I grew up dancing. I started dance. God, I must have been like, I don't remember, like three or like really young. Um, I actually was born with a rare foot deformity called Morton short toe. And basically the, my hands are like feet or sorry, my feet are like hands. So it's really hard for me to go up on full demi point because my first metatarsal on both feet is like frozen and abnormal and it's short. So um, it's like, it doesn't move if that makes sense. So it's no way. Uh, yeah. So I actually, it's really, dance is really hard for me and growing up, it was really hard for me. And that's why I say that is like, it was a struggle going to dance and getting yelled at by my teacher who was extremely problematic now that I look back at it and that she'll, she'll never see this. So I don't, I don't, I'm not worried. Um, but she was, she was extremely problematic and, um, traumatic to, to children uh, growing up. I mean, it was a different day and age. You were able to say things that you can't say now, but I, you know, I took chiquetti, I took ballet and all of that. And my feet look like they're sickled at all times. Like, even if they're not, like, I just remember getting yelled at for things. And I'd be like, constantly reminding her like, my foot, I can't do that. Like my feet don't do that. Like I can't do that. So um, that was a lot as a child. <laughs> Yeah, but it's amazing that you stuck with it. Thanks, yeah. Even I, with that traumatic teacher. And like, I wanted so badly to be good at ballet, and I wanted so badly to be able to do point. I never could do point, and um, but my feet just like weren't there. And I and that's actually what's funny is that uh, there's a time I wanted to quit when I was about twelve, and I didn't. And I'm so glad that I didn't. I stuck through it because I actually really enjoyed dancing, just like the, at the core of it. And um, then I found my solace in like street styles and like when I was older, like when I went to school and when I uh, was in Philadelphia, I really like found a love for the styles that don't really focus on your feet and how perfectly pointed your toes are. You know what I mean? Like it's all about yeah. movement, but that came later. So basically I had a terrible experience like uh, you know, growing up in high school dancing, the, the, it was very competitive. It was really hardcore training. And my senior year, I had a falling out with her and I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> I had a falling out with her and I had a really good family friend. Her name is Meredith. Um, and she's like my soul sister and thank God for her because I went to her studio, which was in Freeport. So like I had to drive a half an hour to go to dance my senior year of high school. I, I quit my dance school and I went to a completely different dance school my senior year of high school wow. and like started over fresh, over new. But I was so happy to be out of that environment. And she was like, Taylor, I was, I still, I will never forget this. She looked at me and she was like, Taylor, you have to go to school for this. What are you talking about? 
like I, I had expressed that I wasn't sure like what I was going to do, you know, if I was going to continue dancing after school. And she was like, what, what, like, what are you talking about? You, you have to, you, you are meant to do this. This is you, this is what you're meant to do. So um, I credit a lot of where I am today to her because she was really helpful in fostering that um, in me. And then I, I, I auditioned for a few dancing uh, colleges for their dance programs. And um, I went to Temple University. I got in and I got into their dance program. And I remember my, my dad took me there <laughs> the first time he was all scared because it was like, you know, big city, North Philly. And he <laughs> he's a country boy. Um, so I remember him being very scared of dropping me off. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I ended up going to Temple for dance. Um, I it was like funny because I was like the underdog growing up in my dancing school. And I ended up going to school for dance and like still pursuing it. And here I am still dancing. So yeah. And, and with my feet too, like it's kind of like a, uh, a blessing in disguise because if I wouldn't have had that deformity, I wouldn't have known that dance was my passion. Cause I wouldn't have pushed through. Like I wouldn't have continued through all of that had, I not had the foot deformity. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't realize, oh, yeah. dance, dance is my passion. Dance is what I'm supposed to be doing. I love this so much. I will push through any type of adversity, you know? So I think yeah. it, it really like solidified things for me. And then, you know, going to, going to school solidified things for me too. And while I was at Temple, um, I fell in love with like the hip hop dance scene there. I, I was a part of the dance crew there and they taught me a lot. And uh, the, the dance scene in Philly is really great because people dance there because they love it, not because they're trying to make a buck. And um, there's a lot of heart and soul and rawness there. And so I learned from some of the best of the best, in my opinion, you know, fundamentals, house, whacking, vogue, locking, uh, breaking like all the fundamentals I learned you know obviously in school I learned all the fundamentals of modern and and some African techniques Fundalai was the technique that they taught there and um yeah I just learned the basics like composition and dance history and improvisation and you know all the things that you do when you go to dancing school but yeah. the program was really modern yeah. And I am not. That wasn't your path. Modern <laughs> dancer. That wasn't my path. I was like, I don't want to not make money. <laughs> no offense. No, it's very true. <laughs> I mean, um, I love it. Like, I appreciate it so much. I'm so thankful I went there. I appreciate the art form, but it's just not. It's not for me. But I will say that I it has influenced me in like my style. I think, which is uh, valid and awesome. Uh, but basically, I fell in love with the hip hop dancing there. That's like what I really fell in love with. And then there wasn't really much theater. I wasn't in the theater program, but I also loved theater. So when I moved to New York uh, after I graduated in 2014 with a double major in dance and advertising, because I wanted to do advertising because I loved photography as well. This was a, a, a passion that developed over like from high school on. And I was like, I want to do something with photography, but that's not like, that's like solid in the, in the uh, job market. And so I picked advertising. Which now is really smart that you did that because who would have known that it would have been so important for us to be advertising ourselves on the internet. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, granted, I will say the program really prepares you for like being in an ad agency, which I was never going to do because, uh, you know, that's a full-time job that sucks your soul. So like, I, and I, 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 you know, I wanted to pursue dancing. So I was like, I need something that's like on the side. So I taught myself how to do all Adobe Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, all of that. And my schooling did not teach me that. My schooling taught me the basics of advertising and marketing and like, you know, design 101 and all of those things, which is great. But I really took it upon myself to teach myself the tools that I needed to have a side a side hustle yeah. in that field. So I graduated, moved to New York, and kind of the rest is history. I, I mean, I struggled there for a bit, a uh, couple, you know, as everyone does. I was a nanny. I was I danced for bar mitzvahs. I did. Oh my god, I did like marketing, like promo, modeling things. I did 
oh, <laughs> just some really cringy stuff like <laughs> to make money. And um, finally found Jane Doe in about in 2017. And I started off doing, I was teaching there. And funny story is um, I, I go into my interview and I'm like, hey, you guys have really great branding. Like, I love your font. They're Slim Joe and Big John, by the way. Like, great font p- pairing choice. Oh my gosh, of course you knew the <laughs> names of like, it. <laughs> and they were like, what? Who are you? What's going on? And I was like, yeah, I do graphic design and photography and marketing and all the things. Like, so cool. here's my website and hire me if you need me. And funny thing this is how the universe works. I was just done with a job in social media in for a restaurant and I hated it. The guy was really terrible. He, I had to chase down my checks. It was just- Which you already have to do in dance. So it's like, you don't want that in your side job too. <laughs> oh my God, it was so bad. So I, and I was like nervous about losing that income. It wasn't very much, but like still nervous about losing that like solid income. And I, you know what? I quit and within two weeks, not even, maybe a week, JC and Danny, who are my bosses currently, emailed me and was like, and they were like, would you like to come on as our marketing director? Um, yeah. And I, at first I started off just doing graphic design and all of that emails and things. And then it grew into more what I'm doing now, which is social media, um, photography, gra- like anything that they wow. need on that. And the, you know, the website, I'm basically like their in-house do it all girl <laughs> because I do. I, and if I don't know how to do it, I figure it out. And I'm very thankful for them and this job because they basically like, uh, you know, support me and pay me to figure it out. Like, obviously I came with a wealth of knowledge and expertise but you know I've become knowledgeable in Shopify and e-commerce and like uh, Squarespace like figuring out their website and uh, now I'm video editing for them I mean I like literally we have to do everything right and it's like all those skills you can use for your dance career as well so it's like that's the perfect you're getting paid to like learn how to do things that'll help you in all aspects of your life. Yes. So I'm, and they are, they are Radio City, former Radio City Rockets. Amazing. And um, yes, so they are, they are go-getter, dancer, performers. They know the life and they're very flexible with me. You know, anytime I'm like, I booked a job. They're like, yay, we love you. Go do it. And then also come back to us. <laughs> So, um, so very thankful for them. And um, I've loved being able to work for a brand that I kind of that I do believe in the message, like, uh, it's a a woman empowerment brand, Jane is every woman do is her call to action. And the whole point is that we are helping women build their strength in the studio so that they can go out into the real world and do incredible things, which is where it really counts. Wow. So so good. Oh my gosh, I love that journey. That's so awesome. That's kind of where I am today, I guess. I I didn't really talk much about dancing in New York, but I I can elaborate on that. Yeah, I would love to to know. No, I love everything you said. It was it was such a great story of your life. I could see it as like the the rewind in the lifetime movie. Oh god. I don't know if you want that. (laughs) No, I'm sure it would be great. But I would love to know, like it's always so hard to say when I ever whenever I ask someone like, what's your favorite dance opportunity that you've had or your dance job? I know that's such a hard question. So you can always you can pick more than one if you have more than one. But I'd love to know like your favorite dance Dance experience. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a paid job because I know sometimes the best jobs you don't get paid for, even though you should get paid always. But sometimes there are good reasons and it happens where you don't get paid and it's still good. But (laughs) absolutely. Um, So meeting Nick Kankle was like the best thing to happen to me in my dance career. Um, My friend Alex Eisenberg, who I danced with my final year of high school, who I met when I went to Meredith's dancing school my wow. my senior year he he was a dancer there his mom owned the studio we did the BDC uh, summer professional semester yeah. in 2012 together which was we thought was so cool that was like a full circle moment and then he danced in New York a few more years and he moved to LA but when I moved here, I think he was still here for maybe like one or two years. And he was friends with Nick and had done jobs with Nick. And he introduced me after class one day. And I think just that like connection of like the person to person, like we knew each other from from home and all of that. And um, 
I loved Nick's style so much so that I, I continued to take class from him. And then he eventually asked me to do his BC beat piece. And that was the first time I like worked with him. And then ever since then, every big job, like dance job I've had has been with him. And I'm very wow. thankful. He's like taking me under his wing. And, um, you know, I care about him as a, a human, like we're friends. I love him dearly. Um, it's much more of a relationship than just like a choreographer dancer relationship, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and it's just really blossomed over the years. And so I, I have to say my favorite dance job opportunity was given to me by him. And it was the bodyguard last in 2019. Oh my God. I can't believe what is life it feels like time? it was literally last year. Cause it was, it does. This whole past year feels like it was just like it didn't, it wasn't real. Like I, it's still March 2020 in my brain. It does not, <laughs> it does not feel weird or does not feel real. But that was my favorite job. And it was the, the cards fell so into place and I felt like I had manifested it. And I actually, I actually truly believe that I did because um, if you know Rob, Cognitory. Yeah, I don't know how to say his last name properly. That's, <laughs> Sorry, Rob. That's my biggest fear whenever I was so glad. I was like, Taylor like, Green. I know how to say that. I know how easy. to say it. I get so, because I don't want to offend anyone, but I, I know who you mean. <laughs> but you know, you I know think Rob, you said it well. I, I think you said it right. Okay. Okay. I think I did. I love him dearly. And we, um, we had actually done SNL, which again was another one of like the biggest highlight reels of my life. Um, and I remember we were on set, like holding each other's hands. We were we were really into manifesting with each other. And we closed our eyes. We were on the set and we were like, we are going to manifest a show, a Broadway show. And Nick's going to be the choreographer and we're going to do it together. And like, this is going to happen. And, and, you know, at the time I'm like, ha 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 whatever yeah so fast forward a year I auditioned for the show he texts me and says hey love you so much you know we need to work on your singing but you're on my backup list and I'm like thank you love you so much uh thank you for the feedback I know uh <laughs> thank you for giving me the opportunity you know what I mean I didn't expect right. to be booked and um he's like you're on my backup list so time goes on and he calls me after I had booked a trip for my for my fiance's 30th birthday to New Orleans and says, hey, a spot opened up. I need you on the, in the ensemble. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he and he was like, okay, you need to give me an answer like today. And I'm like, trip plan, like what am I supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, like that happens once in a lifetime. You take it. You yeah. always take the opportunity that happens once in a lifetime. You can always go back to New Orleans. Like you can always travel to wherever you need to travel to. But uh, you know, when Nick Kanko calls you, you you take you do it. Yeah. You you do what you need to do, right? So I was like so excited. It was my first contract. It was at North Shore Music Theater. You know, uh, my first professional theater thing. But it was commercial dance. It's you know, he, his style was very commercial yeah. in, the, in the show. I love that about his choreography. It's like street jazz meets theater. I always I took him a lot in prosim, and I have matched up in my work schedule to be able to take him for so long and I need to get back in his class I love his yes. stuff let's take together yes. he's so fun um <laughs> it's Whitney songs right it's like it's the it's like freaking the best I mean it's not like the greatest show ever written but you know not everyone can be Hamilton right right <laughs> but it's it's got the most incredible songs and the most incredible fun like performance like it's it's so a show that I would want to do and funny thing enough, like I'm talking to Rob like a couple weeks later. And I'm like, hey, I'm leaving for the bodyguard. Like if we want to get together and do this dance thing, like we should do it before this date. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 cool. Like, I'm so happy that you're doing that. Fast forward a little bit more. We're doing pre-production and I see an email and it's the people that are, you know, we're going to do the pre-production with whoever is in New York that's doing the show. And Rob is on the email. <gasps> Oh my god! And I'm like, are you kidding me? Did, did he we did just it, manifest? He didn't know it when you he, first said it before. No, he got added later. He got added later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I lost my mind. I was like, if you don't believe in the power of manifestation, actually visualizing yourself doing things and like putting small actionable items every day small actionable steps to get you closer to that goal like you're crazy like it happened yeah I literally watched it happen to me and him both and we did a show with Nick granted it wasn't on Broadway but it was a professional theater show like yeah. what how much more on the on the head can you get 
than that. Yeah. You know, it was an equity show. That is so, so cool. It was so cool. I remember him and I just like, just that was, and that's why I say it's my best experience because first of all, it was my first professional experience. So I learned a lot like uh, in theater. Yeah. I learned a lot about how everything runs there. You know, it's a whole different ball game um, and singing and dancing and learning my harmon- harmonies and props <laughs> and all. It was a theater in the round too. Oh, so, cool. um, you know, coming in from different stages and angles and all the things and meeting all the people there, everybody I love, this is why I love theater, because there's so many people involved, and you get really close to everybody, like the costume people, the makeup, hair people, like everybody is so awesome. And just everybody's everybody wants one thing to happen, like everybody's working towards a common goal. And it's just so beautiful. Like when you're done, when when the curtain drops, or whenever you're taking your bow and like everybody's clapping it just like makes you want to cry yeah like oh the I just energy got created is thinking like, about it because it's been so long <laughs> it's been so long it's been so long and I I crave that feeling and I I hope that everyone can feel that feeling again because it's truly like it's truly unlike anything in this world yeah. so oh well on that note. <laughs> I, that is like that is my favorite so that's I mean what that's I have a that's a that. pretty and, good one to have <laughs> Yeah, it still makes me cry to think about it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was just like the best energy. And, um, and then COVID happened. And then I was like, oh, great. Literally, when did you <laughs> but close we'll get, that show? We'll get back. It was quick. It was a really quick contract. It was only a month. Wow. And then it so was the like, whole thing, right, the whole thing, right before COVID. And then I got engaged. So like, I came yeah. home, I got engaged within Wait, a week. Congratulations. I know it's old news, Thank but you. like, Everything is, like, extended now because of COVID. So, like, yay, (laughs) we can still celebrate. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, So I'm planning a wedding. So that's been fun. Um, That's happening, hopefully, in October, if all goes well with COVID. Who knows? It's like a mystery. Weddings these days are just a mystery. You never know when they're going to happen. (laughs) They truly are. And it's been kind of, you know, a little bit stressful just thinking about all that. But it's been for the most part, pretty cool. Um, we just signed our contract for our rehearsal dinner yesterday. So, so fun. We've been getting, we've been getting there. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, and then after that happened, then pretty much COVID right after that. So yeah, oh my but, gosh. But I'm very grateful um, to have had that experience. It definitely was one of the peak experiences in my life and I will never forget it. And um, I will just try to probably keep chasing that high. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, hopefully it's once things open up, I mean, theaters are supposed to open up, I guess, th- 33% in April, I think I heard or something like that. Yeah. Some stuff is happening. So, you know, like we'll get there. There'll be more shows. We'll get it's going to happen. How There'll is your, your bottle looking? My, this is actually um, not so bad. I think it's going to need another coat after it's dried, but it's cute. It's not as yeah. ugly as I thought it would be. I'm impressed. It's not. It's coming off though. Like where yeah. I'm holding it, it's like definitely a chippy situation. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe um, I need to like, I think I need to like let it sit because the more I was brushing it, yes. the more it was starting to move around and not stick. Yes. I think that's the key. Yes. The key, I'm just going to let it, yeah, I'm going yeah, to probably it. do one more coat. Oh, it I'm looks do, cute, it though. Sit. It matches the little area so well. Right? I love it. You could get some of that, like, oh, dried, it. what is that, those grass, those dried grass pompous? that are very in right now. <laughs> the, the pompous grass? Yes, that would be so cute. Yeah, I'm I'm doing some of that for my wedding, some floral, Ooh. some pompous grass. Ooh, yeah. I, bet, I bet your Pinterest boards are gorgeous for your wedding. Oh, my God. They're on point. Oh, my gosh. They're really good. Follow me. Yes, I will. I love Pinterest. The more the merrier. The more (laughs) the merrier. Take my ideas. Who cares? It's all all an inspiration to everyone, right? Amazing. Well, it is time for our first game. Ready? (laughs) All right. This. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So... This game is one of my favorite ways to just like get to know people because you really learn quick how someone's brain works when you do a would you rather. Oh so these okay. are these are kind of random. I'm just going to pick one of each color and just see what we get. I always try and like 
shuffle them up because I feel like I've gotten a few multiple times, but let's see if I can get a new one. Okay, would you rather always smell like cheese or have a swarm of moths for hair? Uh, always smell like cheese. Yeah, I think so. Cheese, I, lo I love cheese. Yeah, and not all cheese is like bad. I agree. I would love to smell like, like a, you know, like a manchego or Ooh, something. Yeah. That would be cute. <laughs> Yum, I'm here for that. And then it would just like, it would, it's, it's just all of it's better than moths for hair. 100%. Absolutely. 100, 100%. Okay. Would you rather have your speech replaced with the singular word sausages or have to spend every other month walking around naked in public? For the entire month? Yeah, every other month. So like you wouldn't even be able to probably, escape I would probably take winter. the naked. I would, do, I would do the naked one. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to like say sausages, sausages, sausages to everybody. Like, it would be yeah, hard to book be any to jobs where you had to speak. <laughs> exactly. And I don't, you know, being naked is whatever. It's fun. <laughs> it's all in good fun. Especially <laughs> if it's a year like this past one where we were just home right. all day. Absolutely. Ooh, okay, last one. Would you rather have to wear an itchy sweater every day forever or have everything you touch catch on fire? I mean, I hate itchy sweaters, but I have to go the itchy sweater route because if I set fire to everything I touch, <laughs> like my fiance would be really upset because he is like a fire marshal. We like, oh my we like jokingly call him the, he's not oh. an actual fire marshal. <laughs> We jokingly call him the fire marshal because he's very adamant about um, like candles being blown out. Like fire there's actually safety a running joke is in my house. Very... I yes, I will light a candle and he will come and blow it out. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in this room <laughs> with this candle. I'm enjoying this candle, and he's just very concerned. Like I get it fire. if you're not in the room, but if you're in the room, I think it's probably okay. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. He needs to hear that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh, amazing. Well, we already talked a little bit about your passions outside of dance, but I would love to hear more about like your photography and how you got into photography. And let me make sure I have our green machine images. I would love to hear yeah. all about that because your photos are gorgeous. And then you take gorgeous photos of yourself. So that is such a great skill to have. I'm just obsessed. So tell oh, me all thank, about it. Thank you. Um, so I started taking photos on my little point and shoot camera like remember those yep uh actually no I took a photography class in 10th grade I remember and I did this like I had a really hard ass teacher I remember her she was like too cool for school and I think like nothing she thought nothing was like great and I took this one picture of some jewelry and I like did a like a graphic design composition of it like I overlaid it with other photos and whatnot and anyway she like thought that was so good and it like won like the art show Ooh. award so I remember thinking I was so cool and I was so good at composition or whatever <laughs> because she thought I was good and she was like a hard ass so you know I I kind of took that confidence and I you know have always felt like I had a great eye and I'm very like detail oriented. That's just part of my of my MO. Like I'm I know I hate when people blame things on their like on their astrology, but I'm a, a Virgo sun <laughs> and my Mercury is ruled by Virgo. So I'm just super like detail oriented. So I notice things that other people I think don't. Um and it actually is my detriment too, because it makes me too much of a, of a perfectionist. And so my creative flow sometimes can't come out because I'm too like, wait, that's not perfect. Mm. Uh, um, so, so I can't put this out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so moving on from 10th grade, I started taking pictures of my friend. I remember uh, my friend Elizabeth, who is actually in my wedding. We Fun. took pictures of her in this tutu and point shoes and like crop top on these railroad tracks. Ooh, and they like went... They were so edgy, but they were like viral back, not viral, but like back in the day, people were like, wow. Like yeah. I remember got getting a lot of good feedback on them basically, which, which meant like lots of comments on the Facebook right, photo. Right, <laughs> right. It's crazy that like um, we used to post so much on Facebook and now it's like, I never go on. It's only for like a place where my parents' friends like get grumpy about politics absolutely. and I'm like I miss the bumper absolutely. stickers and all the albums of photos and the videos you would leave on people's I'm, wall <laughs> I miss my space I miss 
uh, what's the one before that? My Living Tree. I missed the book. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I remember people were like, wow, like these photos are great. And she looked great in them. And so that probably helped. And then I think from there, I like kept taking photos of people. And um, I bought my first DSLR, uh, I think, I want to say maybe like senior year or something. And then I just continued to take photos and edit and like post. People started hiring me and I started charging like what, like $50 or like $25, you know. And then from there, I just kept taking photos all through college of people, lots of dance photos, lots of headshots. And so I kind of became specialized in like headshots and dance shots because I'm a dancer. So like, I know when the toe is going to be pointed. Yeah. I know when the legs are going to be in the full extension and I can help you with posing and help. I feel like I understand as a dancer, I understand, yeah, posing better. I can tell you how to facilitate the pose. Like if I'm saying coupe or like, you know, a person who's not a dancer wouldn't understand what that means. So um, I think that became my strength. And then, um, yeah, after uh, when I moved here, I started taking pictures of food because I was working in the the food business. I was working in restaurants. So I started loving taking photos of food. That was actually amazing because I ate that, ate the food. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I started taking pictures of like uh, my bosses in, in my uh, job now, which is a lot of fitness and a lot of uh, merch shot, you know, uh, behind the scenes at events and things like that. So pretty much in any situation. And then I really started getting into some studio photography a couple years ago. And studio lighting is a whole other beast. It's really difficult. And I'm still learning. I'm always learning. Um, But I loved, you know, exploring, taking portraits. I think right now my favorite is like portraits Mm -hmm. and like movement and dance, cool, artsy portraits. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I just love making people feel beautiful. And I like I like making people feel confident and like gassing them up behind the camera, like how you just hyped (laughs) me up. Like I love you know my favorite term of endearment is bitch (laughs) so like when someone is giving me fierce lines or fierce face or fierce whatever I'm like bitch (laughs) and I I think that helps people like really feel sexy and powerful and beautiful it is like um, so important because I know like just being on the other end of it like anytime I have to get my pictures taken I always get like so nervous and I think as dancers we're so hyper aware of our body and and how you know it changes and on all of that stuff so it's like so much more important to hear someone like hyping you up especially if you're not like feeling your best like that is like so scary and I feel like I never know what to do with my body in pictures. I always feel crazy. So it's good that you're a dancer on the other end instead of just like a photography guy who like is like, yeah, that looks cool. Jump, whatever. Like, you know, so that is probably so, so helpful to be able to understand both worlds. Thank you. Yes, I think that that's where my strength lies there. Um, I've had too many photo shoots where like I've gotten the pictures back and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, he didn't <laughs> notice that, like, my leg is completely bent in this shot. Yikes. Oh you know God, what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, for me, it's it's more about, like, making people feel comfortable enough to bring out their true self mm-hmm. and to bring out their most confident version of themselves. Um, and I, I think I do that really well. Like, I, that's, I may not be the best photographer in the world. I know I'm not. I know I'm, not the greatest technic technical person I don't have the best gear I don't have like I don't know all of the best lighting techniques but it's all about connection for me and connecting to the person and making them feel comfortable and also creating something together mm. it's not just you know the photographer taking pictures it's them you're, you guys are creating something yeah, together it's so. a collaborative Thing. that's how it should be it's not just like a transaction it should be a good experience for everyone I love that yeah and like I always get so nervous before shoot like I had one on Friday and I always get so nervous I'm like always like you know imposter syndrome like am I good enough um I'm not good enough what do I think I'm doing how am I why am I charging this person money like <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean but it always ends up going well because it's all about being present, right? If you just like ruminate about like the future or like you're scared about what's going to happen, you're never going to be like present in the moment and like actually allow the create the creative flow to like kind of flow through you. So I've been 
practicing that like in my life, you know, just being truly present and not getting worked up about things because like it is what it is. Mm, if, if 2020 <laughs> like, has taught us anything, it's that things are not in our control. <laughs> absolutely. And it's, it, it is, it's going to be what's going to be. And like, I think creatives need to really hone in on that because uh, creative flow comes when you are present, when you are truly like just, uh, listening to your breath or like actually paying attention to what's happening that's where the inspiration comes from never from all the amount of planning that you can do you know like yeah it always is is in the moment yeah (laughs) so I'm trying to be better with that because I feel like I uh stop my creative flow and juices a lot of the time because I am so analytical and you know I like a plan and I like a like to know exactly what's gonna happen but there's no way of knowing yeah. what's actually gonna happen I'm the same way it's like right oh you can't you can't put it all in your planner it's not you can't control it <laughs> nope absolutely not oh my gosh well on the deep side of things let's get into let me get my little <laughs> it's time for our second game it's not really a game it's more just It's a game because we don't know what we're going to get. So I'm going to randomly pick one from each color, and then we'll see. Sometimes I veto. Veto? I said that's so weird. Veto, veto. I don't know what the right way to say that is. Veto. I say veto, I think. Veto. I've realized that I might have a bit of an accent that I didn't know I had from editing these podcast episodes I say some weird things sometimes and I'm like where did that word come from we all have it uh I have a regional Pittsburgh dialect for sure like you won't hear it but then sometimes you'll hear it it slips out out. yeah like I would never say I have a Boston accent but then some words I don't even realize mm -hmm. I say them and then I listen to it I'm like that's not how you say that word why did I say it like that right Oh my gosh. Okay. For me, it's when, when. I say when sometimes. Oh. And I'm like, where am I from? The South? Like, what is going on? Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. I know. And there's a whole Pittsburgh thing. It's like the way we talk, we talk up and we we don't say to be, we say needs verbed. So I'd say my hair needs cut. Really? And like, yes. And nobody told me that that was wrong what? in my whole childhood. Yeah, because it, it's a regional thing. So everyone in Western PA says a needs verbed instead of needs to be verbed. So like needs, the dishes need to be done. We would say the dishes need done. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That is wild. I know. It's, so, it's wild and it sounds country when you yeah. think about it. Um, But like when all of the really highly educated adults around you are saying it too like it's not yeah no one in school it's not would like, like corrected or no I didn't learn until I was with Ben my fiance and uh he was like what did you just say like excuse me <laughs> you forgot a and word he, like well he was like you forgot the to be like the to be has to be in there so oh my gosh I yes, never things knew like that. that I know right uh now you know wow uh, it's a Pittsburgh thing know. The more you know. Um, and so I think sometimes things like that come out in my speech mm-hmm. as well. Like in my, you know, just just grammatical errors. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> you know. Okay. So pick a color and we will see what we got. Blue. I'm gravitating towards the blue. Ooh, okay. This is, ooh, this is a deep one. You went right for the deep one. What is of one course. thing you regret having done or not done in your life? So I guess just one oh regret. My God. That is deep to start with. These are kind of crazy, some of these. I'm excited. Have they done or not done? Yeah. I guess, yeah, you can pick one or the other. You don't have to pick two. I truly don't have a lot of regrets. The only regret I would probably have is um, not spending more time with my Aunt Julie, who passed away in 2018. Um, she was like my mother super close to her she's my kindred spirit she's my she's my person and um I mean I I spent a lot of time with her that's that's why we were so close but I just mean like I wish in hindsight I wish I would have never left her side basically like I wish I (laughs) spent even more time with her if I knew that this time was gonna get cut short Mm. you know what I mean um 
but again, I, I don't really have any regrets in my life. I feel like uh, me, you know, moving to New York and pursuing my passion, like every day kind of feels like I am, am living a non-regretful life, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, I feel like I, I try to do everything that scares me because I don't want to have regrets. Yeah. And every day I try to do a little thing that scares me. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But like, I think I feel like for the most part, I, I'm pretty good at doing that and putting myself out there um but yeah I think I think if I had to pick something that I regret it would be uh not like calling her every single day of my life or something like I just really miss her and I and then you know if I live a full life I'll have to wait another hopefully 60 years to see her again and it just feels unfathomable like it feels so far away and if I could go back I would spend way more time knowing that she would be gone so soon so yeah uh and you know, I just want to say it is like a very big accomplishment for me to get through that without crying but I'm very proud of myself <laughs> uh, of all things to pick that's yeah, all, that's I, clearly the the right answer yeah I just think like grieving has uh losing her has been the biggest challenge of my life um and grief has taught me so much about my life and I actually think that like losing someone close to you is once you do you become part of like a big group like a <laughs> It's like an insider's group mm. that like every, you know, someone who's, who's lost someone and uh, everybody understands and, um, and you just get it. Like you just get life on a deeper level. Like the only thing that truly matters at the end of your life is the relationships that you have with people. Like none of it matters. Like why yeah. am I getting so frustrated that I'm not getting a job with, with or booking a dance job? Or why am I getting so frustrated that, um, you know, I don't love my body or I don't love how I look in this costume or I, I hate my hair or like I'm getting frustrated because um, that person's booking a job and I'm not. And like that, none of that shit matters. Like literally the end of your life. The only thing people are talking about is what, how you, how they, how you made an impact on them and how you made them feel and, and the love and the relationship that you had. And, um, she taught me that. And that I feel like is, is a cheat code to life. Like it's, it's like a, you know, what's that called? The, the wrinkle in time. Like (laughs) that, that is, um, that's like a cheat code yeah. it, that if you can understand that like you're good to go yeah then you can continue like living and loving people and um spending time with those you love and doing what you love and not worrying about anything else because truly none of it matters yeah. <laughs> so yeah I mean I feel like as terrible as it is it also is is taught me so much that I feel like I have I'm I'm truly living my life differently now mm, wow and uh in a good way yeah in a good way because we get so down on ourselves as dancers performers right like artists in general we get so in our heads about the tiniest things that like like you said it really at the end of the day does not matter it doesn't and we shouldn't waste our time being upset about it it's just like we don't have a lot of time we really don't and uh you know every every opportunity that you take like every job you say yes to every person that you say yes to every opportunity you say yes to like it has to light you up from the inside it has to be on fucking fire in a good way like don't waste your time doing anything that doesn't make you feel that way so I think like that has really shifted for me and COVID as well like COVID has helped uh uh shift that thinking for me as well like slow down slow down be present love the people that you're supposed to love right give them extra extra love and then also only say yes to things that make sense cut out the fluff cut out the fat like you know what yeah. I mean I feel like uh that this year and then also gr- the grief that I'm experiencing has just really taught me a hell of a lot at to you know before age 30. <laughs> yeah, seriously I love it okay next color orange do you believe in ghosts Ooh. Oh God. Oh God. We don't want to go <laughs> down know. this rabbit hole. I've been watching Nancy Drew, the CW version show, which I didn't know existed. And it's like full of ghosts and I'm like kind of scared now. But we we asked the question. So here we are. Ish. I believe in another, uh, the other side. Mm-hmm. I believe in spirits. I believe in the spirit world. I believe, um, 
I guess what I think I believe is that ghosts are like spirits that don't know that they're spirits. So they're kind of like hanging out in limbo. They're like hanging out in this dimension. And, you know, maybe they have a bone to pick with people or they don't. I don't know. Like, uh, I've had some ghostly experiences for sure, like moments. And uh-huh. specifically uh, in one, I actually with Julie, my beloved aunt uh, who passed, she took me to Stratford-upon-Avon in Canada. And we stayed at this really like creepy hotel, like bed and breakfast moment. And um, I vividly remember I was young. I was probably like maybe 10. And the room, like I saw the light switch go down like I watched it flick off without doing oh god is that yeah like I and so there could be so many explanations for that right like you know I don't know maybe the switch thing malfunctioned or I don't know right but we were in a creepy place anyway and the light went off and then like I was freaking out but like I turned it back on and everything was fine but at that moment I was like Oh my god, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. Oh my so, god. That was my experience with ghosts. I was creeped out and uh Hopefully it was just like a nice ghost that was like, It's time for bed. Go to bed early. <laughs> you know? Like that's what I'm gonna right. choose to believe. Cause Absolutely. I'm gonna have nightmares. It's too creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not good with like I don't love haunted houses or anything. Like Yeah. In Philly there's the Eastern State Pen- Penitentiary. You can like stay overnight in it. Like if you really wanna creep yourself out. No, like thank you. Hell no, I will yeah, not no. be attending that. Absolutely not. Not, not so. for me. I can like hardly watch like Riverdale scares me. So like this Nancy Drew show is like a little like if I watch it at night, it's like it's kind of over for me. I'm like I sleep like with the blankets over my head like so that if I if a, if a ghost comes, I just won't see it at least like it'll take me in with my Absolutely. eyes closed. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not wishing okay, ghosts. I'm not wishing ghosts in this house. Please don't come. Okay. <laughs> I do not claim yeah. any negative energy. No. <laughs> we do not. You are you are free to do what you want, ghosts, but just don't bother me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question. Uh perfect. What would you like to change about yourself? Oh, you got a lot of deep ones. Oh my god, yikes. Uh holy moly. Do we mean like physical or mental? I think it can be whatever you choose. It could even be like you want to trim your hair. (laughs) Well, I would like to uh, grow a bigger booty. That is a goal of mine, (laughs) even though it's nearly impossible because I don't have a butt. I saw your post about your jeans. Shout out to anyone who has some good jeans. (laughs) Not genetics. I I need to share. You need your jeans. Both. (laughs) (laughs) I need to share all the suggestions because I got some really good suggestions. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to try them all. I love it like what happened but yeah I have a really weird shape like and you know what I'm I used to hate my body which I you know it's something we all I think struggle with like you know just loving the skin that you're in and loving loving your body because it is working hard to get you through really tough times right so we should love our bodies Mm. because they are amazing uh it's it's a struggle and you know it stems from a lot of things but specifically I would love to change like to have like more of a booty and like a smaller like a smaller waist bigger booty ratio because I kind of have the opposite so it's really hard for me to find jeans that fit like I fit in the waist and then it's like too big in the legs or vice versa it's just it's a crapshoot but what I would love to change about myself like in here Uh which I'm working on is uh my all of my like uh my walls where I block my creative flow. Like there are so many things I think about that I want to do and I don't do them because I'm like, "Mm, I got to do this, that, and this, and I have to schedule that and I have to do this. And like, I just like let it get away from me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I do that because like, why, why am I, why am I procrastinating so much on that? It's because I don't think it's going to be perfect. So I, I procrastinate it. Yes. I'm like, I don't want to start this because I know I'm never going to like make it perfect. So I would love to change that part of my I'll take that as well. I'll take that as well. (laughs) Yeah. So that I can like do more and I could like, you know, actually produce the things that I think in my head because why not? Last question of these. What is your culinary specialty? 
oh, an easy one to gracious. end it out. <laughs> um, hold on though. I just started really cooking more it during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I never have been the cook. Ben was always the cook. But I make uh what have I what have I been making that's really good? Oh, meatballs. Ooh. I make really bomb meatballs. Nice. And they're homemade and yeah, I can make and my boss, JC, actually helps me with the recipe and she like she's really good at cooking. So I learn a lot from her. Yeah. So we make really good meatballs. And then also I've been making these potatoes, which I can send you the recipe. It's from this uh, IG account, which you should follow immediately. It's called Catherine Once. It's a chef. He's from Canada and he has his wife like she says what she wants and then he cooks it. And and he is so good. And I've learned so many things just from watching his uh, Instagram videos. And um, he makes a one pan potato where you put like the oil and the butter in the pot with it and you boil it down until the butter and the oil like go into the potato and then you like caramelize the potatoes at the end like so it's all in one pot you like boil it down and then you like you crisp the potatoes like crazy on the bottom and then it's they I can't eat potatoes any other way so I make that really well too oh my gosh (laughs) that sounds like the best meal ever oh my gosh I definitely need that recipe meat and potatoes you know love it okay so our last question is what brings out your most creative self what brings out my most creative self well I would have to say uh being in nature um dancing like I feel like dancing helps bring out my creativity Mm. like actually getting into that flow state is like me just literally putting on music and like moving Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a form of meditation for me. And I think um, I can come up with really good ideas. And then also being in nature as well. So like just walking or like smelling the air or like being by water. I think water is incredibly beautiful, creative energy for me. And um, the sun, obviously, just like being in nature and moving, I would say, mm. helps me be my most creative self. I love that. And where can people find you? How can people connect with you? What is the best way to reach you? Yes. Um, Instagram, DM me, anybody. I I will talk to anybody. Ask anybody. <laughs> uh, I love chatting with whoever. Um, Green Machine, it's at uh, G-R-E-E-E-N, so three E's. You can also hit me up on my email, taylorjanegreen at gmail.com. Yes. Or my website is taylorjanegreen.com. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, my, my I think, oh. Oh, yeah, we've got, we've got the other one, too. We've got Green Machine the, Images. Yeah, also, make sure you check that Instagram. out. Check them out. Check out Jane Dude uh, at J-A-N-E-D-O. Nice. Um, if you want some cool fitness classes they rock um and you'll always see me behind the scenes there um and yeah hit me up anytime I'm um, I'd love to meet all of you and chat yeah definitely and definitely check her out if you need dance pictures if you need any sort of stuff talk to her about everything she makes really funny TikToks too what's your TikTok I forget (laughs) I feel like your TikToks are so fun thank you (laughs) I've I love TikTok. I'm uh, I'm like literally a TikTok spokesperson. Don't even talk to me about TikTok. <laughs> I go to TikTok University every night. I scroll and I have class and that's where I learn everything Amazing. that I should have learned in school. Uh, it's at Taylor Jane Green. Same thing. T-A-Y-L-O-R-J-A-N-E, the color green. Nice. And just be aware. I'm pretty political on there. It's just something to be aware of yeah i think this audience will be into your political views so yeah i i hope so yeah i hope so i do also like some diys and like some just fun dance video stuff too but i have i have polarized a couple of people that i love and you know so just just to like just to be a warning cognizant of that yeah a little warning amazing and then if you would like to follow the show make sure you subscribe here on youtube essentially Haley, um, and definitely check out the dancers doing stuff instagram i'm still slowly rolling out episodes and pictures and things from all the past episodes um and oh let's see that looks really good i know i'm like very impressed with this bottle 
that looks like really you one do. of the TikTok I, ones. Like, you look professional. No, it needs more. It needs one more coat. Yeah. But, like, I'm impressed. Mine definitely needs. Yours looks great, too. Well, up close, it's very patchy. But I think it could work yeah, as something. I think that's the good ceramic vibes. Like, I think that's, like, the whole point yeah, of it. Yeah, I think one more coat, and it'll be, like, there. Love it. Amazing. Well, if anyone tries this, definitely tag us and let us know how it goes for you. And definitely keep in touch. Find Taylor on Instagram. And thank you so much for being a guest. This was so fun. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Yay. Okay, everyone. Have a great night. Bye. Thank you.